Hey, I'm National ERISA Disability Attorney Nancy Cavey. Welcome to Winning Isn't Easy. Before we get started, uh, the Florida Bar tells me that I have to give you a legal disclaimer. This podcast is not legal advice. Now that I've said that, nothing is going to prevent me from giving you easy-to-understand information about the ERISA disability claims process, the games that disability carriers play, and what we need to do to get you the disability benefits you deserve. Now, before we get started, I want to tell you exactly what it is I'm going to be talking about. Ready? Now, I have been talking about the wonderful world of Unum. Uh, and Unum is much like many disability carriers. They continue to make decisions that are beneficial to them rather than to policyholders who depend on them to do the right thing when the time comes. And that's why I'm going to be revisiting Unum. Now, you may say, well, listen, why should I listen? Because my carrier is not Unum. Well, Unum's game plan is the same. And disability carriers' game plans are the same. So I'm going to talk about how Unum rejects uh, complaints of spine pain and cognitive issues and problems with side effects of medication. I'm going to talk about vertebral compression fractures and wedging claims uh, that, uh, that was overturned by a federal judge. And I'm going to talk about Unum's claim that a policyholder's back pain was out of proportion to the evidence of radiculopathy on exam. Now, that's important because, as I've said, these are games that Unum plays, but this is the, the, the denial toolbox that's used by every type of disability carrier. So just because we're talking about Unum doesn't mean that it doesn't relate to you and your disability claim. There are lessons to be learned from Unum's conduct that are applicable to your case. All right, time for a break. Have you been robbed of your peace of mind from your disability insurance carrier? You owe it to yourself to get a copy of Robbed of Your Peace of Mind, which provides you with everything you need to know about the long-term disability claim process. Request your free copy of the book at kvlaw.com today. Welcome back to Winning Isn't Easy. I'm going to talk about how Unum Life rejected the complaints of spinal pain despite objective findings and ignores complaints of cognitive issues caused by fatigue and side effects of medication. Now, regardless of your occupation, you have the burden to prove that you're disabled based on the terms of your disability policy or plan. Disability carriers like Unum are always looking for a reason to deny disability benefits. So I'm going to talk about the case of Carney versus Unum Life. It's a case out of the Eastern District of Michigan. The disability plan uh, required that Carney prove that he was limited from performing the material and substantial duties of his regular occupation due to sickness or injury. Well, that sounds pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Dr. Carney suffered from cervical radiculopathy, headaches, and pain together with impaired concentration and fatigue. He was an internist. He performed physical examinations, took medical histories, performed and interpreted diagnostic tests, and recommended, of course, a treatment plan. His occupation as an internist required constant standing, bending, writing or typing, conducting uh, an examination, lifting and moving patients. Now, he had to be attentive not only to uh, the physical and cognitive issues of a patient, but he also had to document that in his medical records and his treatment plans. And of course, he was on call. He had to respond to calls at all hours of the day. Now, his spinal pain made it impossible for him to practice medicine, and he applied for his benefits. He told Unum that he was unable to take the pain medication 
that was prescribed during the workday because the medication could affect his memory and concentration and interfere with his ability to exercise sound medical judgment. His pain caused sleeplessness, which in turn caused daytime fatigue and cognitive difficulties that impaired his ability to practice medicine. So in view of all of that, what did Unum do? Unum did what most disability carriers do. They denied his application based on multiple reviews of their liar for hire uh, physicians. And ultimately, they issued a final denial saying that the exam findings were minimal and inconsistent with the level of pain he complained, that his treatment and his medication dosing was stable. And uh, despite the support of his physicians, they didn't think that the restrictions and limitations were applicable. Now, these are common reasons that Unum and other disability carriers will use to justify a claim denial or termination. So what did the court do? Now, the first thing the court did was to look at the nature of his job duties. What was his ability to carry out the physical requirements of his work and the cognitive responsibilities that he has as a physician? Now, there were a number of physical restrictions and limitations that would have made the practice of medicine more difficult from a physical standpoint. Obviously, lifting your arms up performing prolonged sitting, prolonged standing, uh, all of those motions, bending, twisting. Um, and the court noted that, look, you have to not only be physically fit to do those, but you have to be free of cognitive impairments. And so you've got to be able to concentrate. You can't be excessively fatigued. You can't have the side effects of medication because all of those would render a physician unable to practice medicine and not safely care for the patients. How about the self-reported limitations? Well, the court accepted Carney's report of his level of pain, and they said that his level of pain was well-documented and consistent in his medical records. His pain and his lack of pain relief, despite various methods of controlling his pain, have been objectively documented in his medical records. And all of his physicians agreed that he had side effects of medication that impacted his ability to function. So MRI tests, nerve conduction study tests, ejections, physical exams, it all added up and supported his complaints of pain. So the court said, we're going to reject Unum's opinions because they have not physically observed him and assessed him. They haven't conducted a physical exam. They've ignored all of the pain treatments that he's undergone, including epidurals, a rhizotomy, injections, and the fact that he's seen a lot of doctors. He's had physical therapy. He's taken all this medication. And the court said, look, when a person has undergone difficult treatment for their claimed pain, as Dr. Carney had, it's highly improbable that they did so just to strengthen the credibility of their complaints and increase their chance of getting disability benefits. So the judge overturned Unum's denial and said that the medical evidence supported the conclusion that he couldn't do the material and substantial duties of his occupation. But they weren't done. They looked at the cognitive responsibilities. And they said, look, Unum has failed to consider the claim of cognitive limitations, even though his treating doctors have identified cognitive impairment as a critical part of his claim. That failure cast doubt on the thoroughness of Unum's review. And of course, Unum's liar for higher peer review opinion that the opiate pain medications wouldn't interfere with Dr. Carney's medical practice was rejected by the court. Unum's doctor had opined that the appropriate use um, just confining it to evening hours wasn't justified and that he should be using it the entire time he was on uh, uh, duty, including on call. Um, the court said, look, he's got a legitimate reason for concern about the opiate use during his regular hours. And 
the court, you know, rejected this out of hand peer review report uh, that he could take the medication uh, during working hours. And the court rejected uh, Unum's uh, contention that the uh, MRI findings were not consistent with the level of pain that uh, Carney was complaining. And as a result, they awarded Dr. Carney his benefits. So you can see that the analysis of his duties were crucial and the medical records supported not only the diagnosis, but the level of pain and problems that he was having and its impact both physically and cognitively. And of course, his physicians supported the claim and wrote very strong supporting letters tying this together, documenting it in the medical records, which was consistent with Carney's complaints. And of course, which was consistent uh, with the entire story that was being told by Dr. Carney. So you can see that working with your physician, having strong medical records, uh, having um, consistent report of pain and difficulty is the key to getting your benefits. So congratulations to Dr. Carney, whose benefits were awarded. Let's take a break. Welcome back to Winning Isn't Easy. I'm going to talk about a vertebral compression fracture and wedging and a claim that was denied by Unum, which was ultimately overturned by the federal judge. Now, one of the most painful back injuries is a compression fracture of the spine that will result in wedging and a loss of height of the vertebral body. The bone of the spine collapses and as it heals, it wedges. The spinal bones can also fracture and that fracture is known as a retropulse fragment. That fragment can become displaced into the spinal canal, and you can imagine it is a very painful uh, condition. I'm often asked in these cases, well, what about the common causes of these symptoms? And the common cause can be trauma, like ejection from a a car uh, or an ejection seat or tumors, infections, or other problems with the back. That's going to cause problems with pain, a loss of disc height, a hunch forward position, And it's not unusual for pain to increase with increased motion, walking, standing, and even static lifting. Now, there is treatment, but there is generally a more radical form of treatment, uh, taking uh, hip bone and uh, dealing with the wedging. But that's not always possible because of the nerve involvement. And obviously, this is a particularly complicated uh, surgery. Now, Unum... uh, approach to handling, handling vertebral compression fracture cases is not unique. Many carriers use this same approach. They're going to start by looking at an analysis of the type of policy that you've got. In other words, what, what's the definition of disability? When did you this uh, condition uh, happen, particularly if it's the result of an accident? Um, what was your nature of the treatment that was provided? What was your response to the treatment? And if we find that the medical records are silent or the treating physician won't comment or address restrictions and limitations, the carrier is going to deny the claim. Or they may even get an IME to justify their denial. And it doesn't matter how disabled you might be. um, That's their game plan. One of the things that's important in these types of cases is to use a functional capacity evaluation to rebut the liar for hire doctor. So, If your physician won't give a 
report about your restrictions and limitations uh, and your response to treatment and how that may or may not help your functional limitations, you really have no choice but to get on your own a functional capacity evaluation or to get your own independent medical evaluation because you want to rebut the opinion of the liar for hire doctor. And of course, if you don't uh, have a physician that supports the claim, you need to have that IME or the FCE. Now, the FCE is an objective test to determine your functional status. How long can you sit, stand, walk, stoop, bend? How much can you lift? And uh, that's really crucial to document this because um, that's one of the best ways of of um, rebutting their contention that you have no restrictions and limitations, in any case, much less a vertebral compression case. Now, I will tell you that there are sometimes that disability carriers like Unum are going to reject a functional capacity evaluation on the basis that it's not time relevant. And in other words, it didn't happen in um, relationship to the, the denial of the claim. But I think that's a really bogus argument because often their IME is not necessarily contemporaneous. It's done sometimes after the fact to justify the claims denial. So I, I think that the, these arguments of contemporaneous, contemporaneous exams or evaluations can be a, a bit disingenuous. In fact, let me tell you about what the court did with this in the case of Boykin versus Unum Life. And this is a case out of California. The court, of course, noted that Boykin had the burden to prove that he met the standard of disability. And he had returned to work after sustaining a compression fracture in a motor vehicle accident. He had worked about eight months before his increasing back pain and leg pain, as documented in his medical records, made it difficult for him to work. Now, Unum, as sometimes they do, failed to get those records. The judge was not impressed with the lack of diligence. And the court noted, ultimately, that when presented with a functional capacity evaluation after the fact, that the FCE made the same um, evaluation findings that the treating physician had um, made. So even though the FCE was after the fact, uh, it was consistent and it was consistent not only in terms of the complaints, but consistent in terms of the medical records. In fact, the medical records showed a progression of symptoms and his lack of response to treatment. So you need to understand that uh, that the carrier is going to be looking not only at the cause of the symptoms, what you were doing in terms of work, how your symptoms may have progressed, and they should be taking all of that into consideration to determine the impact of your medical condition, including the compression fracture, and make a decision that is based not only on that, but on your medical records. They just can't ignore records, cherry pick records, uh, or say, look, Whatever you got, it's too late, too bad, so sad. Got it? Okay, let's take a break. Are you a professional with questions about your individual disability policy? You need the Disability Insurance Claim Survival Guide for Professionals. This book gives you a comprehensive understanding of your disability policy with tips and to-dos regarding your disability application that will assist you in submitting a winning disability application. This is one you won't want to miss. For the next 24 hours, we are giving away free copies of the Disability Insurance Claim Survival Guide for Professionals. Order yours today at disabilityclaimsforprofessionals.com. 
Welcome back to Winning Isn't Easy. I'm going to talk about Unum's claim that the policyholder's back pain was out of proportion to the evidence of radiculopathy and what one federal judge did. Now, this is a common bullshit reason that disability carriers like Unum will deny or terminate benefits. It's the argument that your pain is out of proportion to exam findings or diagnostic studies. And therefore, you couldn't possibly be as disabled as you say, much less disabled by the terms of the policy. Now, sometimes they'll get away with this argument because the disability policy or plan has a get out of jail free card. And you know, I call that get out of jail free card term the equivalent of the arbitrary and capricious standard of review. You have to legally prove that they've abused their discretion. And unfortunately, many denials are upheld under the arbitrary and capricious standard of review. But that's not always the case. And that's particularly true if the applicable standard of review is de novo, where the federal judge can substitute their judgment for that of the disability carrier. And I want to give you an example. In the case of Chico versus First Unum, this is a case out of the Southern District of New York. Chico was a tax accountant for D.E. Shaw and Company. In 2013, she started to have fatigue, weakness, and body pain. Her doctors diagnosed her with fibromyalgia and radiculopathy from a back condition. She tried different types of treatment. She even attempted a return to work. But unfortunately, by 2019, she was unable to work, and she applied for her long-term disability benefits. Unum, of course, like many disability carriers, denied her claim on the basis that her reported pain was out of proportion to the evidence of radiculopathy on examination and that she was able to work. And they suggested that if she was in as much pain as she said she was, that her treatment would be more extensive and her abilities at home would be more limited. Fortunately, the judge used a de novo standard of review and concluded that both the subjective and objective medical evidence was there to support her claim. All of her treating physicians determined that she was disabled. And of course, Unum's physicians never examined her and they discounted the uh, records. And I think that was a great win. But I'm sure that if and when her claim is denied again, they're going to have her undergo a liar for hire independent medical evaluation to create a reason to deny her claim. I guarantee you that that's what they're going to do. I don't want you to have a disability carrier like Unum or anyone else rob you of your financial peace of mind by denying or terminating your benefits for fibromyalgia or even radicular pain or any other medical condition. You can see, in my view, that it takes a team to get a person their disability benefits. And that means that you need to be represented by an experienced ERISA disability attorney. And any of the attorneys involved in cases that I've cited are great disability attorneys. We understand the games that disability carriers play and what needs to be done to attack this denial. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Winning Isn't Easy. Please consider liking our podcast, leaving a review, and of course, sharing it with your friends and family. Please subscribe to our podcast. It's a way for you to learn more about your rights to disability benefits. If you have any questions, call us today at 727-894-3188. And certainly tune in next week for our next episode of Winning Isn't Easy.